0: When we started thinking about launching the Lighthouse as a concept, design was very much on our minds and front of center in terms of the brand's evolution, whether it's interior design, graphic design in terms of the logo and visual identity, or digital design in terms of what we would put out online. Now, design is obviously a very subjective thing, uh, and I'm someone that has very specific tastes, uh, things that I do like and don't like. But when design resonates, it just speaks to you even if you're not always aware of it, and it's just a subconscious thing. So one example was a place called Corsell um, that was uh, next door to us at D3, next to the lighthouse. And I used to take breaks and go there. They are this really cute uh, concept store that featured sneakers and bicycles and had a little coffee shop. And I found myself always taking my breaks there and realized over time, that what grabbed me was not just the merchandise, although I did, did like the merchandise a lot. What really grabbed me and, and, and resonated me, with me was the overall space, the lighting, the interior design, and it energized me. Uh, and that kind of feeling is something we very much try to create at The Lighthouse. The architect behind Corsell was Sare El-Zaharna, who is the founder of TZ Architects, an architectural design firm here in Dubai that's behind many other projects, commercial, residential, etc. Cetera, et cetera. He has joined us today on the show where we're recording remotely as we're still under restrictions here in Dubai. Welcome to our podcast. We're very excited to have you with us. Um, for those that, that have just come in, I had a background that wasn't matching Tarek, so I had to go to a different room to match his background
1: looks great, looks great. Honestly, I'm I'm borderline jealous myself now.
0: (laughs) I read somewhere that the reason you landed in Dubai is because you got a great deal on Emirates. Is this fact or fiction?
1: (laughs) I I love, I love, I love the extent of your research and I I managed to find my my deepest secret.
0: This is like, it might be like New York Post type of gossip, I don't know. Look,
1: honestly, there's some truth to that story, which is the, the funniest part. Because uh, I was, I was in like, I was living in cold, uh, rainy London, beautiful city. Of course, it still remains one of my favorite. But it, at the time, it was winter. It was cold. Uh, it was wet, and uh, I just I jumped on a flight. I came to visit uh, friends that uh, were living here. My sister was living here at the time, and uh, and yeah, and then you know I was met with this beautiful weather and. Uh, there was something about the city that just drew me uh, and, and it really absorbed me and, and uh, you know it was only, only until like years later that I, I figured out it was it was you know the reason for this sort of this draw to the city was because I couldn't necessarily figure it out and I'm always curious and I, and I wanted to figure it out and I wanted to understand it so um, yeah one thing led to another and uh, you know I, I'd spent two years in denial well thinking that i was always going to go back to london and this wasn't it wasn't going to be my permanent home almost 15 years later and every time i would go back to the uk it was just like okay you know this is nice i'm here i'm comfortable i'm amongst friends and family but but something 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 happened out there i need to, i need to go back and explore because it was, it was it was it was a very unique experience and actually contrary to what what some people might say i think it was a very authentic experience for me as well like genuinely authentic mm. and here i am almost 15 years later, still trying to figure out the city. Uh, and, and I like that because it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a very inquisitive uh, mindset that I have, and, and this city sort of uh, caters to that.
0: So in, in your some of your writing and some of your observations that I, that I found when I was doing my research, you keep going back to this concept of fragmentation. What does that mean for you in terms of your practice and in terms of in the context of Dubai as well? Because obviously you speak about fragmentation, you spoke about fissure. And those are all very interesting concepts. And, uh, and I think they mean different things to different people, especially within the context of a city like Dubai. I,
1: I think it's a, it's, a, it's a very good question that you ask. And, and I think it's, it's, it's a multifaceted question uh, that I'll try to, I'll try to simplify uh, as much as possible uh, in, in my response. But in a nutshell, I think, I think progress can only happen through uh, friction, uh, slight discomfort, fragmentation. Um, and these, these, are, these are all things that, that uh, perhaps not discomfort, but these are all things that are very evident in, in, the, natu- in, the, in the sort of the built environment uh, within any city. Uh, and particularly, I felt this in Dubai, and I see it in Dubai. Uh, as, as individuals or as a collective uh, of, of people, uh, we are always engaging and responding to our built environment, whether on a conscious or a subconscious level. Uh, and then, of course, conscious level being it's a, this is an interesting space. This, this is a great building, and I like that about this building, and I like this about that space. Uh, but on a subconscious level, like we are constantly sort of engaging with our built environment, and and not to get so sort of uh, hocus pocus or spiritual about it, but these are these these have been these are things that have been actually uh, proved. You know, they, they, these are things that have been proven. Like what materials are we actually using, and that uh, you know how much light do you allow into the space, or how much light do you actually uh, prevent from entering into the space like so these are also these are highly studied uh notions that fit, yeah. that affect our built environment and in a city like dubai where you have this, this sort of you know contrast a, 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 absolute contrast and you have this like historic deep rich historical uh background and then of course uh, as, uh, at the same time looking to, to to the future uh there has to be something in the middle that happens uh and it's just how do you address that that that, that sort of that threshold
0: and, and, and do this you is try why we... to keep that tension that you're describing present in your work or do you try to actually sort of eliminate it if that's possible? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, you have to. You, I, I personally, I, I do think you need, to, you need to
1: have that tension. I think it's, uh, you know, tension maybe comes with a stigma or just, you know, the notion of it being negative, but sometimes tension can propel you and accelerate you forward. Sure. And, 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 and I hope that, that people can recognize that in our buildings and in our spaces, but tension should always be
0: present. So I see that very clearly in, in, the, in the work that I've seen that you've done, whether it's been retail stores, restaurants, some of your mixed-use developments that you've done, uh, and even sketches that you've shown me. I mean, there's clearly uh, that tension, which obviously I find extremely attractive. And uh, frankly, when we, when we opened the Lighthouse, we had a similar type of tension. We called it hybridity at the time. That was very important to us. I felt Correct. that we, myself, and some of my founders, under partners, were all hybrid beings, as many of us yeah. are. And we were in the city where neither of us grew up, but we could relate to it. We were Arab Muslims, True. but also have spent a long time abroad, whether studying or working, et cetera. And we wanted to bring that hybridity in. How do you, do you is that something you're very conscious of when you're doing your work? Is it dependent, does it depend on the client? I mean, how are you, how are you thinking about that in your practice? Again, man, passion, these epic questions. Wow, I, if, if
1: only we Sorry, can have yeah, these conversations all the time. No, I love it. But, but like, you know, you're, you're a testament to that. So you, you come from, you know, a finance background, uh, of course, from the region, and, you know, uh, and, and spent some time in, in the U.S. and very well traveled. And, and, you know, these minor sort of uh, events that have happened in your life have, 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 have led you To opening a successful story like the the lighthouse and 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 in again and that in itself is a is a is a sort of a hybrid program as well you didn't just say i want to open a restaurant you know uh, and i want to open a concept store and i want to open an art gallery and i want to open an event space like it's it was just this sort of a natural progression of all the events that happened in your life that created created the story and i think and i think you know, it's successful because you have allowed things to sort of naturally progress in the way that they should. And that's how our architecture and our spaces should really respond to the environments. Like guys, we do not need to go to Pinterest to see what's happening in Scandinavia because I love Scandinavian design. I, I really do. And, and, and Australian design and some designs coming out of the, the U.S. And, and, and Europe. But we actually have a lot Uh, You know, uh, we have a huge palette to work with. And if we just sort of let it ride out and investigate what's actually happening around us and what's happening with us, you'll see that actually we're in a very cosmopolitan city with, you know, a population from the world over. So we already have these tools in order to start to build and create a, a, a continuing story that is very unique and authentic.
0: What has been the perception, Because I th- uh, sorry, the reception of your work? Because you're going a little bit against the grain of some, at least traditionally, what people had done in Dubai, right? So this is a city that, as you said earlier, in the kind of earlier phases of Dubai, lots of glitz, glitz lots of sort of, you know, you know, you're kind of cliche, very golden, ornate maximalist. When I yeah. look at your practice and most of the work you've done without sort of um, trying to uh simplifying simplify it but it obviously has kind of at its essence a very minimalist clean um or timeless type of type of style how has it been received from from the general public and from the clients that you've engaged with
1: well to be honest with you we we intentionally and uh, and as a reflection of my character try to remain very low-key and humble with 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 our work um i think I think it's you know a, a successful story or a successful building um, can can only be told after a, a few decades. I, I I genuinely believe that, and I think I think it's it's nice to sort of make an initial impact, um, but I think it's you're only as good as the projects that you put out there. But one thing is for sure, we've always had opinions about our work, and I'm confident enough to say that you know as many people that we do have really appreciating and it, appreciating it and responding well to it. We have some people who, who uh, don't necessarily appreciate it. And that's absolutely fine because we need to have that discourse. We need to have that dialogue um, and, and to be able to pinpoint what exactly it is that people don't respond well to. Um, and one thing's for sure, the common denominator is that people do have an opinion about our work and, and, and that's great.
0: great. So they engage with it one way or the
1: other. Precisely, precisely. It's not, it's not for everyone, although architecture should, in my opinion, be for the people, be for everyone. Uh, depending on the program of the, of, the, of, the, of the building, but I think uh, it you know it 's allowed and excuse the term but it 's allowed the right clients to come out of the woodworks and be like actually finally we 're able to communicate what we want in our spaces and in our buildings to someone who's able to sort of reciprocate that and and, and sort of digest inf- this information and transform it into a space or a building and,
0: and what do you think you 're bringing in there is it your upbringing, I mean, you grew up in Luxembourg. Your parents uh, are both Arab. Correct. Fact, you were Correct. there for the majority of your childhood and then obviously moved, I think, moved to Europe to study and, um, and then eventually went to, to the States for a little bit and then moved here mm-hmm. to Dubai. Am I right? Correct. Correct. So There's Correct. your kind of upbringing, your heritage, let's call it that, yeah. your education, which is more Western, then your own Absolutely. points of view, which you've sort of been expressing in the last couple of minutes. Are you bringing all of that into your practice or do you feel that particular parts of your style or or, or, or character are are the ones that are really constantly coming to the forefront? You know, it's like a writer that has a certain style and you wind up always finding these elements coming back. Or is it you kind of throw it all in there, mix it up and something comes out? Without simplifying, sorry. I mean, it's a bit of a layman. No,
1: no, you're, you're. I mean, that's the best way. That's the best way to put it. And I think you've, you've touched on one of my insecurities there, as, as an architect, because oh, good. I always, yeah. You know, here we go. We're gonna have a little bit of a tantrum for you live. <laughs> um, and I, I, subconsciously, pay homage to the, all of these places. You know, I, I don't like. They've all had profound effects on, on the way I approach, I, I approach my work. And it's, it's not something that I do actively and say, oh, I saw this there and I saw that there. But it's just, you know, I, I, I think my only talent or one of my talents, perhaps. Is, is
0: that I'm able to adapt quite quickly to the environments that I'm in.
1: You know, and I, and I, I sort of f- seem into, you know, seamlessly flow into it.
0: And in Dubai, I would imagine found also clientele that has similar backgrounds, right? That is as high and therefore relates to your style and your work. I mean, we as The Lighthouse are one of them. I mean, when you and I Correct. first met at The Lighthouse, I was attracted to your work, but also your personality, because I could relate to a lot of the elements you seem to be bringing into your, your practice.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think it takes a place like this city to really bring that out, you know, uh, and, and, and I think that's one of the advantages because you're right, like the, the majority of people that we're engaging with, uh, you know, and increasingly the, the Emirati, the local population, they are, are everyone is sort of well informed, well traveled and understands what they, what they really want their spaces to do for them. So our conversation, you know, you don't have to scratch the surface too much to, 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 to reveal this, this sort of, you know, or, or not reveal, but sort of move away from this whole sort of glitzy, shiny city uh, that everyone perceives Dubai to be. And that's there, and it caters to the people that want it to be there, and that's absolutely fine, you know. But I don't think it's as difficult as one makes it out to be. Like, people are looking for good architecture, for, good spa- for great spaces um, that are timeless and that, that serve a purpose and that evolve with them, you know
0: so is that what you want uh long, yani long time long term from now your legacy to be about i mean is it to the point you made earlier about wanting those buildings really have to stand the test of time so to speak is that one of your goals uh, i to-
1: th- i think i think uh, perhaps one 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 of my goals is 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 for people to really enjoy the buildings and the environments that we that we're building and not necessarily know that we we are behind it uh, and i think the biggest compliment was was received the few days ago when someone was talking about one of our projects is it was like yeah you know you feel it's such a such a beautiful space and the materials and and the light, and i felt like i was uh, transported to somewhere else and and they're really going for it and and then you know at the end of the conversation I'm like thank you, you know, that, was, that was one of our projects that you just experienced and and it was the, the conversation has changed but the compliments were already paid you know and that's that's really it because ultimately you know you know, what is TZ if we're not just, you know, 100% architect. architect?
0: One of the challenges of, I guess, being a designer, being an architect like yourself, is that you design a space, but you can't overthink the purpose, right? Because you have no control over how it's going to be used once you're given the, the keys, right? So, Absolutely. Like hash, here's, here are the keys, enjoy. Now, what happens from there on is really not in your, in your uh, domain in anymore. Control, of course. Sure. So, you have to let go of that. Uh, and it percent
1: evolve one way or the other. Absolutely. And it's, it's it is a bit of a turning point, you know? Like, it's like, it's, like, it's, like you know, it's like, you know, you spend so much time and you invest in so much effort and you, you're going through this, like, really sort of, in, you know, intense investigative process to, to create the spaces the way you imagine it. And then uh, the owner... You have to say goodbye, uh, it, in a way. You ha- yeah, you have to say goodbye. You have to say goodbye. The owner comes and it's just like, no, actually, I want to move this here. I want to do that there. And, and you know what? that is exactly the moment when you realize whether your space is successful or not you know uh, because if your space is solely focused on having a sofa or a piece of furniture in one particular spa- area or corner and then that gets shifted and it fails you screwed up my friend like dude, look on, you know move on to something else
0: you know I, I think that's um that's exactly right I completely agree with that you know many people like you say okay well I have a passion for architecture and design. I will mm-hmm. join a you know, well-known firm mm-hmm. and I will express my passion through that. And mm-hmm. this is uh, something where I go in the morning, I'm energized, I do my work and then I go home and that's it. You've mm-hmm. decided at a, at a young age and five years ago now, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. to start your own practice. Mm-hmm. Um, that adds a number of elements and I'll just list a few of them that obviously make it very rewarding, but also complicated. Element number one, mm-hmm. you're now running a business, not just mm-hmm. creative practice. Secondly, you're now managing people. Thirdly, you now have to worry even more about the commercial aspects and viability of the business. We interview here a lot of entrepreneurs and so we're always interested in that question. What made you make that decision? You know what, I want to express this through my own business, number one. Yeah. And number yeah. two, has, how has that journey been? Now you have five years of data points.
1: Well, you know, if I wasn't scared before your question, I definitely am scared and nervous now about you know, now that you've listed the responsibilities
0: that I have to uphold. <laughs> I'll talk about the positive of owning your own business later. Right. I wanted to start okay. off with sort of the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't run wow. away. By the way, I see you kind of looking away there. Uh,
1: No, look honestly, I think so. I I, I started at Architects five years ago, but I've been pra- I've been practicing as an independent architect uh, for about for for. 11 years now. So it's, it's something, you know, uh, you're it's, used it's to, you always had an event street. You, you know what, man? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so can I call you man? Is it, is it not casual? Name, no. so I'll call you. <laughs> <I> call you <laughs> Mr. Hashem. No, no, you know, it's is
0: fine. Hashem <laughs> is, fine. <Hashem laughs> is fine. It's all good.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I, I, man, I don't, I don't understand. I don't actually know if it's something that I will ever get used to. And, and, and this is something that we can sort of bounce off of each other. I mean, is it something you can ever get used to? Because it's, you know, I have, the utmost respect for people who go to work, get their work done, go home and, 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 uh, and are disciplined with that, you know, because I think that's something, honestly, I'll put my hands up and I say, I can't, I can't do that. I cannot do that. And I've tried to do that. And, and what I've, you know, as as part of my sort of education process, I've had to work with different practices. I was very specific about the practices that I worked with or within. And just as much as I learned about the things that I do want to do, I've learned equally as much about the things that I don't want to do when the day comes, you know? So I think it's good. I, and
0: i agree with you. I mean, I knew fairly early, uh, similar to you that my personality longer term would not allow for me to work I don't want to say work for someone because, I mean, ultimately we're all working for someone. I mean, I have a a board to report to and customers to attend to, but I'm saying I I wasn't the kind of guy that was going to stay within a large corporate environment. And I did it several times Uh, right right after college. I worked for big Wall Street firms. And in both cases, I realized fairly quickly after a couple of years that great Mm. education, great toolkit, not for Mm. me. But until I started uh, over the last five, six years, my own businesses – uh, you know, one thing is I had my independence in my previous last job in finance, which I was very grateful yeah. for, but I yeah. wasn't ultimately responsible for, you know, opening and closing each night. I could still go home and ultimately one day I left and, and yeah. they were fine with it. Yeah. So you have a different kind of responsibility. Um, and I can tell you my own point of view, but I'm curious in yours, does, mm. do you feel it interferes with the creative elements of the work you have to do? Because that's really where you want to focus or you actually get energized by it? You know, like it's, oh man, it's,
1: it's hard. It's, you, you know, like the, I, the way I've approached it at least, and I'm not, I'm in no way saying that this is the way that people should approach it. Like I'll put that out there as a disclaimer. Like I, 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 I put myself in check every once in a while to say, look, I am an architect. You know, I'm, I, I I'm doing this because I enjoy being an architect. And the minute it stops becoming that, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to walk away. I'm, I'm more than happy to sort of walk away and find something else that I, that I'm passionate about that I enjoy because I'm, not a good businessman and i'll put it out there and i'm 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 not uh you know the, the admin guy either but these are things that you learn and 100%. the reason why you learn them are 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 specifically uh and and particularly in order for you to be able to practice the trade that you love and and honestly i i was given this piece of advice by someone who was and continues to be our client uh, and and i look up to him very very much a very successful businessman and he said you know, two things, what do you want your legacy to be? And always invest in people, because you know, everyone's always sort of looking after these immediate gains, commercial gains, and all the rest of it. But the minute you invest in your, in your team, uh, you will be sure to, to see this, this sort of the, the, the positive outcome of that one way or another. And, and this hasn't, this, I mean, this does not resonate more true than, than now. Like at a time like this, where, where you know, we, we're unfortunately sort of dealing with COVID, uh, and, and so, you know, this whole lockdown situation and every business, I'm sure, whether they'd like to admit or not, has been affected. Maybe some better than others uh, or less than others, rather, depending on which way you look at it. But, it, you know, this is where the sort of the investing in your team really comes into play, because we've been thankful enough to have all we've maintained all team members. We're, we've actually grown the team uh, and. And, you know, like everyone's dealing with their things, you know, everyone's dealing with their issues. But we've needed to, to, to grow the team to accommodate uh, some of the clients' requirements that we have and some of the new projects that we signed on. But if I did not have the trust and the full backing of my team, I'd be back at square one. It would just literally be myself drawing board, picking up very, very small projects. And that would be a real shame. So I, I've learned that very, very quickly.
0: And when this happened, just walk me through your reaction to covid Uh, Was your gut instinct to kind of go home, maybe disappear for a few days, try to reset? Or were you able to immediately go out to your team because you have a responsibility towards them and communicate? The only reason I'm saying this is I found it difficult um, and I felt once I communicated very clearly with my team, I felt a lot better. I felt energized. But up to that moment for probably 48, 72 hours, we didn't have that much time to react our business, unfortunately, did not also allow us to have much time because you have to make decisions on closing, et cetera, et cetera, anyway. But I felt previous to that for a few days, sort of semi-paralyzed. How was it for you? I'm just curious as, a, as an individual.
1: Uh, as an individual, honestly, with, without, without putting up front, I was – I don't want to say depressed, I don't, but I was really hit home. Yeah, it was I, – I, w- I felt – I felt defeated and it was all these, you know, the readings that you you read and, uh, uh, you know, all the, uh, you know, everything that you hear about being an entrepreneur, Uh, you know, I don't want to say entrepreneur because I'm just, I'm an architect, you know?
0: No, no, but it's entrepreneurial for sure. I mean, yes.
1: Or any business owner, you know, and it it was, it was, and it was always like, you know, like you have to face these adversity, adverse, what is the word? Adversity. Adversity adversity.
0: and people tell you have to have great, and, but it's great. And it sounds fine when you're hitting, having a small issue with a client. It's not a whole right. thing when an entire virus sweeps over of your, course. Your, your but life. This is exactly
1: it. So I, I really had no precedent as to how to deal with the situation. And and, and I kept reminding like, and I, you know, because we have these 9 a.m. calls with the team and it was just like, okay, strategy, you know, because we all sort of started to work remotely and we have calls at 9 a.m., calls at 2 p.m., and a call at 6 p.m. onwards like or, or, or later, just to sort of check in. And we, we quickly, that, those check-ins have, have quickly turned into sort of therapeutic offloading sessions. So we just like you speak your mind and, you know, you kind of you vent and, and that helped, you know, but I did not, you know, wholeheartedly know how to deal with the situation. And I felt that the best situation that the best thing to do in this in this scenario is to just have an open conversation with the team and say, guys, we're we're entering into it right now. It's a bit of a storm and i don't know what's going to happen
0: so you brainstormed openly it wasn't like let me go figure it out and then come back in a few weeks and be like guys i tell you here's what we're doing uh, not that one or the other is right or wrong i think differently differently yeah. yeah. uh, yeah. some people are not comfortable showing that kind of vulnerability in a business setting let's let i'm be yeah, very honest absolutely. so no, you you're felt right. comfortable going to the team being like i'm not really sure let's talk it through and you found that through that process, slowly you were able to find your footing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 look, I, I, and, but this is the thing like this. It's like, it's like, you know, when you, when you, when you break a vase and, and, and you try to put it together with glue, you can put the whole piece together, but you know, you can still see the cracks and the imperfections mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. So it never goes back to what it previously was. So now I don't want to say guys, okay, we are weathering the storm and we're going to be out of it uh, because who knows what happens next? Like, You know, I, you know, I'm not informed enough about the economics of things uh, in order for me to say, okay, we have X amount of projects we can sustain, you know, and nothing else is going to ever touch us again. So I'm just sort of taking it day by day. And the only thing that I have really learned, which, which is actually, I shouldn't undermine it, is that I've, I've just known how to deal with the stress and the pressure. Like I've, you know, previously I would wake up or get very little sleep because I'm just spending all night. Thinking, strategizing, calculating, putting things down—you know, reaching out to clients, you, 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 designing. Amongst all of this, like you know, design, you need to be, you need to be you know, happy to do it and fresh. And and that wasn't the case. So I'm I'm just sort of trying to juggle all these things at once. But now I've learned how to. You know, we haven't overcome, yeah. Now we just, I just know how to cope with it. You know, more than anything. Yeah. So that's I, that's I agree with a that.
0: I have also learned similar to you. I mean, I think process is very important. And I have almost forced myself to follow a process similarly, and sure. that process must include, which I didn't do right away, I have to admit, it took me a few weeks to find my footing, sufficient sleep, you know, uh, even yeah. things like, you know, the way you eat, the way you exercise, yeah. all of these things, and, and, and because of the first to go, but it's all, I found it at least almost impossible to make decisions um, that are somewhat clear headed, time will tell mm. when mm. all of these things are lacking. But I think
1: I think with your case as well, Ash. I'm sorry if I if I interject. I think I think it's you know, there's a very, very direct and cor- like, sort of direct relation with regards to the current offerings in F and B in the city and what you offer. So I I like, you know, when it comes to I'm not oversimplifying by in any way, but I'm just saying like I if there's a supply and demand sort of diagram, like we, we want epic food in a great space, offers unique experience, I would think of the lighthouse. So, like, I think it's just a matter of time when everything goes back to, to the, you know, and, and hopefully beyond, inshallah, way, way beyond. Like, I, I don't see it as an issue. Because, um,
0: no, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and, and I hope so, too. And look, I mean, the, the, the challenge here is, and it's probably too early for all of us. People ask me this all the time, you know, how would you imagine a future restaurant post COVID? I mean, honestly, the answer is, I don't know. And, mm. and we are making plans and trying to uh, take two, three, four, five months views, but we also have to manage the day to day. So I think this idea of kind of one vision or one size fits all as very compelling as it sounds for media consumption, it's just not there. I don't think yeah. for our business and certainly not for yours. Having said that, I was a bit curious. I mean, there's a few things, trends that we've seen in, in architecture and design over the last couple of, probably last decade at the very least, which is sort of you know, um, open spaces when it comes to work, you know, kind of very collaborative open space. Um, in, in the case of F and B design, uh, in, in in places like New York and London and some of the other major cities there was a huge emphasis on these kind of very independent, small, dingy places where people crowd in and almost like be elbow to elbow with their neighbors, but that's exactly what created that beautiful energy. Do you think that these things... W- so when you look at COVID, this is just a phase, and even if this phase takes a year, we're going to go back to that. Or would you imagine if I would come to you today and say, as TZ, I would like you to design my office, you would be yeah. like, Hash, look, my view is open spaces is, is, is out people need, you know, and, or for example, I have a space of a hundred before yeah. maybe you could have put 10 people in there. Honestly, now it has to be five because social distancing is here to stay. I mean, do you think this is going to become part of the discussion or it's just a passing trend? I know it's a hard question. There's no right or wrong. Yeah, I, get your views. There isn't. And
1: I, and I, and I hope my, my response doesn't influence anyone in any way, because again, everything that we're talking about, this is a very, you know, personal. Uh, position and stance amongst friends, amongst good friends. I, yeah, just like you, I I don't, I don't necessarily know, but I, I I do, I do know that, that we have to design based on, on, on requirements and, and, and not all requirements are the same. So you have, you have, you know, because it's, it's, it's a sort of, it's a knock on effect and it's, and, and it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a knock on effect question too, because if you know, you're designing an office, let's just say, and you say, look, I have 300 team members or I have 300 staff members that I want to put in X amount of square meters, you know, uh, make it fit. Well, so what's the priority? Is it social distancing or do you want the, the you know, the staff? Like, what, you know, which one but is If you it? had so your, if
0: I gave you a carte blanche on budget and space and said, look, Tare, I have, I don't know, 50 people, I want the perfect office. Would you hmm. say, okay, well, in that case, I suggest now post-COVID, X amount of space between each employee or are you, so is that going to come start factoring into your thinking? oh man i don't
1: i uh, i it ha- you have to be conscious of it and I, and i think it's it's the, the sort of the hygiene um uh, the, the the sort of the, the the hygiene aspects that that come to play that are, that surround the covid and social distancing i personally think we uh, as 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 a, as a people, and, and we as humans, don't necessarily know too much as a general public uh, about about COVID, because you hear certain things like it's you know it's, it's transmitted uh, it's, it's it's you know it's 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 a virally tra- it's a transmitted disease right? you know you can you can catch it on surfaces it can be you know uh, transmitted through air uh, and then they tell you no just actually don't touch your face um, so I don't necessarily know but I I'd be lying if I say we didn't uh, we we sh- we wouldn't take it into consideration while we're designing. I think we have to take it into consideration while we're designing, but more so about like, how do we press the lift button? How do we turn on the tap? I mean, that's a lot easier. You have sensors now, but you know, uh, you know, these lifts where uh, the concierge will just punch in the, the number for you. Uh, I think, I think, you know, these things, like, you know, if you're entering into a corporate office, for example, with your ID or through iScan, so you don't have to touch anything, they'll know what floor you need to be on at that particular time. Or maybe it's a voice activated thing, or maybe it's something you, you dial on your Android or your, or your iPhone. Mm-hmm. iPhone, for sure, definitely. definitely, definitely iPhone. <laughs> no offense, Android heads. But, <laughs> uh, you know, like, the, and I'm just thinking these, of these things right now on the spot. Like, how, what does it look like to sort of minimize uh, the in, interaction? but i do think that we will have to sacrifice other things that we take for granted and other things that really make us human you know i i, I you know it's proximity to one another is not it's not a bad thing you know i think i think we need that as 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 social beings you know maybe if, if even if we're not touching but i think i think we should we should not lose sight of that
0: yeah it's difficult it's very interesting i mean i went yesterday to a, a restaurant with my family, this is one of the first few times we go out post COVID and I was trying to kind of just analyze, read the room a little bit and see how I'm reacting versus my family versus other people that were in the restaurant. And, you know, it was very different. Different people were reacting very different ways. And I think it has to do with their own makeup and comfort with personal space. and. You know, I happen to have grown up in, in Cairo, so personal space is non-existent, and being yeah. loud and cramped <laughs> is something I'm very comfortable with. So, yeah, so, yeah, and others yeah. are not. But it's it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. Something that just I just occurred to me uh, when you talked about Android and iPhone, technology is also another aspect that is, you know, already but increasingly being propelled into focus sure. in every sure. practice do you embrace it in your own personal life and then in your practice or it's something that you kind of are like ah, if i have to do it i'll do it
1: you know honestly that you 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 with every situation always look for the positive and and in this scenario yes i think i think we've we've had to adopt uh, the use of technology at a a much i mean more rapid rate faster rate than but are you an enthusiast
0: when it comes to adoption are you an early adopter type guy uh compared
1: to compared to some not so much you know, I'm, I'm a, a little bit, I lag behind on the whole 3D printing thing. Uh, um, but at the same time, I don't, I'm not a tradition traditionalist in the sense that, you know, everything should be chiseled by hand kind of thing. No. I think I think there's a nice medium between natural materials I mean, by using natural materials and using modern technology or modern installation methods and techniques in order to get the most out of them. You know, and I think that that's, again, it's just, we're talking about that fissure and this is a nice fissure between the two, the two sides, which, uh, which can create a, a very interesting and unique outcome. Um, but you know, this, this whole use of technology now, um, you know, we, we had, we have just set up, uh, our, 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 Luxembourg practice. So we were always wondering about how we can start to communicate with the European team. Uh, and if it's efficient or not to, to use zoom or Microsoft teams or go to meetings or whatever, you know, but then like within 24 this, hours,
0: this just made it happen. It,
1: yeah now it's 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 i mean it would almost feel weird not to use these tools now
0: you know mm, and and,
1: and humans are quick to adapt but also quick to forget so i don't know I don't, what do you think like you know once once you, you know all doors are open of all these you know outlets and stuff like do you think after some time i'm curious like are people going to just sit in cinemas and be like it's a thing of the past we overcame it and the inherently human habit is to be next to each other or is it just like from now on I'm trained to keep my social distance. I, it's
0: crazy. very hard to say. I, I I was asking my wife that same question last night, and my personal feeling is um, that we this will pass. Uh, there are, as you said earlier, some accelerations, except especially when it comes to technology, which is not the bad thing at all. That we probably now embrace that are not going to go back. So if you've yeah, learned yeah. to order your groceries via app, it's very likely to stay. I think the 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 down, the other side of it. Um, in terms of like the social habits, I happen to think that we're social creatures and we'll go back to a lot of our old habits. Maybe it's wishful thinking because I do have a, an F&B operation. I don't know. But I do think that, you know, people like to connect. and like to connect okay. via food and because restaurants, no, no amount of eating at home or dine-in, so to speak, can replace Agreed. Agreed. that other experience. You may, you, maybe the, the balance will shift. But that that is possible. Yeah. So if it used to be twenty eighty, maybe it'd be thirty seventy or forty sixty. Cinemas, other things. I mean, that's it's going to remain to be seen. Well, how
1: about this for a curveball? Drive-through cinemas now. What's going on? Like yeah. we, we thought it was a thing of the past,
0: right? Right, exactly right. Exactly right. So drive-through cinemas are back. You know, let's see if that sticks. Now, you know, uh, exercise is another area that's very interesting. I mean, pelotons of the world is that he, there was already a big thing pre-COVID, hugely accelerated now. But do Tare and Hashem want to go to the gym to connect with people and if not even connect, see other people? Or is it just about getting an hour of exercise? So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be a whole, or there maybe already is, a whole new slew of architects that are learning this very differently than the way you did. It struck me when we met recently a few months ago, we worked on a project together, and you immediately took out a pen and paper and started sketching <laughs> You know, yes. and I thought it was brilliant. And you were, I I feel you were organizing your thoughts or almost thinking loudly, but that was your way of, of thinking about it. Correct. You're absolutely and I'm right. Just contrasting that with maybe someone 10-15 years younger than you that's just coming up now, coming out of architecture school, that's going to be their instinct, or they're gonna be like popping out the laptop and just going to be like, you know, how much and how much is that important to, to mm. architects and draftsmen and people who traditionally have used let's Say their hands a bit more,
1: yeah. You know, yeah, it's a man. I, I love talking to you because you, you make me think with your questions, it's so nice. It's you <laughs> know, it's I guess, likewise, you know, the democratic answer that I'll say, uh, to, to sort of not upset any, <laughs> no, no, upset, uh, please, fellow architects. It, you know, I have my, my my personal way of doing my preferred huh. way of doing things, and and that is not to take away from other
0: no, no. architects. Here, uh, approach. I, mean, I, I saw when you bring out your beautiful pouch with your pens, and I mean, <laughs> you like Thank to. You. Do that.
1: Yeah, I do, and and I think and I think the important thing is to be able to communicate your thoughts, right? So so people approach you as an architect in order to to get what's in your head eventually built. Uh, <laughs> it's not as easy as that. But that's the, the sort of the abbreviated, uh, shorter, sweeter version of, of, of the whole process. Um, and if you can communicate the story uh, via sketch, uh, if you can communicate the story via 3D model or images uh, or words even, by all means, do it. That's, that's, that's on you. You go ahead. I just think there's nothing uh, that sort of matches putting pen to paper physically and literally. And, and, and I've tried that with... Uh, uh, with 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 technology and i was fortunate enough to be one of those people that gave a, a today at apple session so where i presented our, our approach and you know talked about how 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 technology can aid design uh and and how it can be used as a tool and all the rest of it and and it, and it was great like using an ipad uh to, to sketch was i mean it was great and the things that you can do are are mind-boggling and honestly it's um and and and, and i think it will definitely help and not just help uh, the way we, we we talk about design and architecture, but it will accelerate it and take it down a different tangent, you know. Um, is it for me? Now I use it because I can sketch without having to scan my sketchbook and send it to the team. I can just sketch and shoot it off as a PDF or a JPEG or what have you. And then it gets built in 3D and then we comment and, and that's great. But do I feel like there's a disconnect? I do. It's like having a long-distance relationship. You know, that's the best best analogy. It's like you have that connection. You know what you're both saying, but do you feel it? Not necessarily. And I think architecture should be felt. I I, I genuinely believe that. And 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 it not just physically felt. I think emotionally, psychologically, uh, spiritually, like the architecture is a force to be reckoned with. You're creating memories. You're creating uh, habits. You're creating norms that previously weren't norms. You're 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 adhering to norms. You know you're uh, you, you It's a sp- you're creating spaces for people to be happy and to be sad and to, to mourn and to celebrate and like that's, you know, it's it it's important. You can't you can't just neglect uh, uh neglect you know these responsibilities.
0: A hundred percent. I I know that the next few months and maybe more are got to be uh, challenging for all of us. But, uh, uh, but I think they also will, will create new opportunities. I agree. Uh, I agree. How we live, how we work, how we engage with space. And the, the questions we started with, and maybe I'll end on that, that you've kind of brought on some of these issues of fragmentation and fissures and tension and how do you raise that and bring it back down and make people comfortable. They're not going away. These are timeless concepts. Absolutely. Absolutely. These,
1: these are the concepts that make us humans, to be honest with you. And uh, and I, and I don't think we should shy away from them. Honestly, I, I think I think we should embrace them. And uh, and you and you'll realize no matter how frustrating sometimes can be, when you look back on them, you'll you'll realize that that's that was your opportunity to accelerate. And uh, and and that's when you see the significant step forward uh, at these moments of, of of friction.
0: Yeah, I agree. Tare, thank you so much. It's been a joy thank having you. On. Uh, thank we'll you for having me. More online and offline, inshallah, in the months <laughs> to come. Inshallah, I hope so. I look forward to it. I've had the opportunity to work with Tarih on a number of projects and I thoroughly enjoyed working with him. He's great to talk to uh, both as a brainstorming partner and as almost a sparring partner, something you may have experienced on this episode. Thanks as always for tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. And until then, if you'd like to catch up on any of our previous episodes, you can do that in your podcast players on the web or at thelighthouse.ae slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, it would be great if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and also share this episode with a friend. Nothing makes us happier than knowing that our podcast is circulating via word of mouth. So thank you very much for your support. We'll see you in two weeks.